Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome back to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. And here with me, of course, is We Are Cats. Yo-ho! Alright, so we had a lot of wrestling going on this past weekend. Um, made from Japan and then also just recently we just finished watching Payback. So, we got a lot to talk about. So, we're going to start first with Summer Struggle in uh, Jiju, Japan. So... This happened, uh, let me see, okay, so it happened on August 29th in, um, in Tokyo, Japan at the Meiji Jiju Stadium, Jingu, Jingu Stadium, thank you, home of the Tokyo Yakult Swallows, yes, a professional, in the Tokyo Baseball League, yes, so, um, uh, this was interesting, this was really good. There was a little, there was a little hiccups here and there on, on this one, but overall, it was a pretty good, like overall B pay per view. Um, so without further ado, we're just gonna give you the results, and you know, we'll tell you what we think. So, first off, we got. Uh, let me see. Um, we have the singles match with uh, Master Wato. Accompanied by uh, Hiroshi Tenzan uh, versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and it seems Yoshinobu Kanemaru is the victor. Yeah, um, not a bad match. It could have been better. Wato was a little sloppy here. There was a couple of botches here and there, but um, I think they had to finish early because the match was only like seven and a half minutes, um, and I think people were kind of losing interest in this match. So I hate to say that, but yeah. Um, Wato, he was okay. He did make a couple of botches here and there, so um, he still got a long way to go. He still has got a long way to go. Sorry. Okay. So next one is a four-way tournament final for the inaugural uh, Provisional King of Pro Wrestling Championship. Hmm. So we have Tor- uh, Toro Yano, El Desperado, Sanada, and Kazuchika Okada. So just to let you guys know, this is how they got to the final. Well, there was other matches on the first night, but the key ones were these four with their innovative rule changes. For example, um, oh, I'm not saying it in order, but uh, first of all, El Desperado, he defeated Satoshima Kojima by disqualification. And the rules was um, voted by the people, and the rule was it was a no finishers allows match. So El Desperado wanted a no finishers allows match, and Kojima wanted finishers only match. And since uh, everybody voted for a Desperado, uh, the, the, it wasn't a not, it was a weird ending for me. But that's what make that's what makes this tournament fun. You know, he's like pressing pressing uh, Kojima on. El Desperado was pressing him on like, come on, come on. Yeah, push. he was just pushing his buttons. You know, and... pushing. You know, come on. You want to you want to take me down, right? Finish me. And he actually used his lariat. Which happens to be Kojima's finishing move. And yeah, he won by disqualification. Yeah. And then up next was uh, Toriano defeated Bushi. And their rule was it, it was a two count pinfall. And it was a two, and the fans had to choose between a two count pinfall. That's or, Yano, what, what, that what Yano was, wanted. Yeah, Yano wanted. And then Bushi was a five count ring out match. So it was interesting. It was a comical match, but it was interesting. You're very surprised. 
Uh, Sonata defeated Sho, and it was a submission match. They both agreed to the stipulation. There was no voting on that. Uh, Okada defeated um, oh. Yujiro, Takahashi, Gato, and Gato. Hado. Hado. Uh, on a three-on-one. Um, it was, if you voted for Okada, it was three-on-one. Or if you voted for Takahashi, it was a lumberjack with leather belts match. So pretty much of a death match. So there we go. And the winner of this four, for the inaugural uh, King of Pro Wrestling Championship, Toriano. <laughs> it was interesting. This match was interesting. Oh, 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 okay. You want to know who he pinned to win this? Hmm. Okada. He pinned Okada. That says a lot. He could have he could have pinned Sonata. He could have pinned Desperado. No, he pinned Okada. Yes, Kazuchi Okada, who had a six match, a six star match, a five six star match by Uncle Dave Meltzer, calling it one of the greatest matches of all time against Kenny Omega at Dominion. The same Okada that had one of the longest reigning uh, reigns. As the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The same Okada. Who was the first. I think the first Japanese pro wrestler. To be ranked number one. On PWI's top 500. Yes. That Okada. The Rainmaker Okada. He's going to make a comical big deal out of it. Yeah. Uh, I defeated Okada. Yeah, and I was so. like, look, you know, I lost you here and there, so what makes this a big deal? Look at me! <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I don't know, just look at all my accolades here, yeah, you know. But yeah, it was a seven-minute match, yes, I'm not joking, it's a seven-minute match. So, it, it was interesting, uh, but both, okay, the first match, I would give it a solid C, you know. This match... I would give it like a B minus. B, yeah, B minus, B, no more than that. The next match, I would honestly say. Aliciano could say, so what? So what if you're every IWGP? I'm king of heavy, <laughs> king of pro wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to me, the next match was match of the night, I have to say, because it was really good. And it was Minero Suzuki. Yes, murder grandpa, Minero Suzuki, as everyone calls him here in the West. He went to get. He went on against uh, Shingo Shingo Tagage for the Never Openweight Championship, and we have a new Never Openweight Champion with Minero Suzuki. Hard hitting, hard blow, hard hard blows. This was a war match. This was great. This was match of the night for me on this one. You know, Tagage with his Dragon Gate style. Suzuki with I'm just going to kill you any way I can. They both went at it. The finisher was great. He had... Tagage was going for his finisher. Suzuki got out of it. Sleeper hold him. To the point where they were doing one, two, and it looked like they were going to do three. Suzuki was like, screw this. Boom. Flips him over. Gotch pile driver. Boom. One, two, three. 
And when he grabbed the belt, walking out, when he was walking to the back, you know, he saw a little kid that wasn't clapping along with them. So he made, like, he just, like, went, duh, duh, duh. And the kid just, like, like that, you know, scared of the guy, you know. But still, this was a great match. It was a match, it was a match of the night. It went for 15 minutes, and this was, like, a 30-minute time limit match. So that was good. And then um, up next, we have this. The uh, singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship reverse, uh, with champ Hiromu Takahashi going against Taiji Ishimori. And it seems that we have a new champ with Taiji Ishimori. This one was good. Um, okay, so if the Minero Suzuki and Takagi... Oh, so, so if the Suzuki and Takagi match was an A, this one would be like maybe a B. A solid B because we we knew Ishimori was gonna we I, I've okay so pretty much it's like this I've seen better matches with both of them this was an okay match from between both of them this was this was like like pretty good not one of their best ones but it was still pretty good you know so I think they're taking the workload off of Takahashi for a while um, and giving it to Ishimori. So, this could be interesting. And then, up next, we have the IWGP Tag Team Championships on the line. We had the Dangerous Techers of Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. going against Golden Ace of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. And the Dangerous Techers st- are still your IWGP Championship Champions. Um, this went for 16 minutes. The last match went for 13 and a half minutes. Not bad pacing. This one would get a solid B as well. Um, really good with storytelling. Um, Saber and Taichi looked really great. Um, Tanahashi and Abushi looked good too, but I think they need, I think they need to settle this one once and for all and get the dangerous techers to go against someone else okay and now we're going for the main event and it is for the iwgp heavyweight and iwgp intercontinental championships oh yes between uh, evil with dick togo and tetsuya naito from los ingobernables de japon and we have a new two belt champion and it is tetsuya naito retains it so he kind of made history tonight with with uh with that win because he became not only the first champion to become a two belt champion he was the first champion to lose the belts and the first to regain both belts back so so that's pretty good so overall um the main event was okay well, they it made was, it dramatic because uh, that was, you know, during the, uh, when they were cleaning, you know, halftime, I guess, you know, cleaning up and disinfecting the, the ring. Um, Naito was talking, no, I think it was right before the match. Uh, Naito was talking about, you know, I was a high schooler in like, what, 20-something years ago? He bought a ticket and that would be the only time they actually, New Japan, visited that particular stadium. Yeah. And, you know, since, since it's now his time, he's there. He still has the ticket, by the way. Yeah. And um, I guess at the very end, you know, he had his little speech and uh, 
and they all proclaimed, "Los Santos, Los Santos, they hop on!" And then fireworks came out. It was like a, I guess, a momentous moment for Naito. Yeah, because they said they, because he even said it too that it was that that night that he decided that's when he wanted to be a wrestler, pro wrestler. So, but still, like I said, during the match, it was interesting. There was a little botch here and there. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was not bad. Um, the main event, I would give that also a B. So overall, it was like a pretty good B show. You know, best match of the night, like I said, Suzuki against Takage. Worst match of the night, uh, Kanemaru and Master Wato. Sorry, but Kanemaru and uh, Wato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Other than that, it was an okay uh, pay-per-view. Oh, and by the way, um, right now I'm seeing the schedule for New Japan before we change. Um, they're do- right now they're just doing New Japan Pro from New Japan Road, excuse me. You know, September. Well, in Japan, Japanese time, it's Thursday, September third to Friday, September eleventh, and that's going to lead up to woo. The I guess it's the first time they're doing it in the fall. The G1 Climax 30. Oh, God. Uh, it, um, I, we don't... Right, I know I'm, right now I'm seeing there's tickets. But uh, it's going to take place uh, Saturday, September 19th. Japanese time. And it'll end at Sunday, October 18th. Uh, Japanese time. And uh, we'll keep you up to date, folks, with every single week. And uh, the final three days will be held at the Rio Goku Koku Gigan. Yeah. So, this is the first time the tournament will not be held in the summer but in the autumn. Uh, they were Well, they were going to do that anyways because of the Olympics. But with happened. our present situation with COVID, um, they're still going to honor that time frame. Yeah. So yeah, we'll keep you. So once they have any more information about who's going to be participating this year, you just know when and tickets are out now. If you're daring to go, yeah. So once we find out who is going to be the thirty men, we're going to do this grueling. What many consider, and I totally agree with, one of the hardest tournaments in the world. We'll get you information on that, and we will report every week on who's. On top and who's not. So, moving right along from New Japan to WWE. Payback. <sighs> it's not bad. I'm just going to say it. Okay. It wasn't that bad. It could have been better. There was maybe at least one match that was actually really good. And it's the one that surprised the hell out of me because I wasn't thinking that it was going to be that good of a match. Mm. So, without further ado, we are going to start. So, we had one pre-show match. And it was the Riot Squad going against the Iconics. And the Riot Squad won. Okay storytelling. Okay match. It was okay. It wasn't, like, earth-shattering or anything like that. But... To see, uh, well, well, at least for the Ruby, Ruby's the Riot Squad fans, it kind of it. Well, you know, because you know, there's no Sarah Logan, right? But still, it's like you know, Riot and Morgan, they're trying to, they're, they're they're really doing a good job telling the story of that. Okay, you know, we're together, but we're not together. You know, mm-hmm. like friendship wise and stuff like that. They're like together as a team, but they still don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. So I can, so I, so I, I kind of like that they're still doing that continuity with the story. So it wasn't that bad. Okay, 
So without further ado, the proper card. So what do we got first? Oh, uh, singles match. I actually thought this would have been the pre-show, but nope. Yep. Uh, but it is the first match, so I guess... Nah, never mind. Uh, singles match for the U.S. Championship between uh, Bobby Lashley, accompanied by MVP and Shelton Benjamin, and the champ, well, Apollo, he's not the champ anymore, Apollo Crews, because Bobby Lashley beated him by submission. This was an okay start of, of the um, pay-per-view. I think it was a smart move to put this as the start of the pay-per-view. Um, it kind of it kind of set the tone for what the, what the what the rest of the show was gonna be. So all in all, it was an okay match, not the greatest, but it still was good though. Mm. All right, moving right along. And uh, Big E uh, singles match: Big E versus Sheamus, and Big E came out on top. This was pretty good. Oh, good. I'm glad to see Big E is getting this push. He's getting the push that he truly deserves. Well, he's still with the New Day, though, right? No, yeah, but um, both uh, Kofi and um, Xavier are still out. Injury? For injury, for the time being. So, so this is good. And I'll make my prediction at the end with uh, what they're going to do with Big E. So, other than that, all right, what else we got? Uh, we have another regular singles match between King Corbin and Matt, Matt Riddle. Riddle. Mm-hmm. And Matt Riddle beated King Corbin. Okay, okay match, not that great. Could have been better, but it looks like they're still going to continue this feud. So we'll just wait and see. Okay. Uh, then we have the tag team match for the women's tag team championship, and um, Bailey and Sasha Banks. They had to go against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And we have new tag team champions in Baszler and Jax via submission. Okay. This was the match that actually surprised the hell out of me. This match had no right to be that good. And it was good. And, okay, the reason why it was good was, A, Nia Jax didn't hurt anybody. I'm glad for that. I was glad to hear that. And I was glad to see that she didn't hurt anybody. But, B... It was all Shayna Baszler. You know, even though Bailey and Sasha did really good together, you know, with the, with the tag team and stuff like that, it was Baszler at the end who had both Sasha and Bailey in a submission, two for the price of one. And that's how it, it showed how dominant Baszler can be, how dominant she was, and I think I think the only reason why they put Nia Jax with there is just like, okay, we can have Nia, like, we need someone to, like, put Nia in check when it comes to this, like, you know, wrestling and stuff like that. Or just have someone to, like, make Nia look like a threat, but not hurting people. Mm. You know, I could be wrong, but, you know, who knows? But still, this, this, this was a match that I didn't expect it to be that good. It was good. And, um, surprised the hell out of me. It really surprised the hell out of me. It was that good of a match. Okay. So, up next we got Keith Lee and Randy Orton. Regular match. Keith Lee won. It was good. I think this was kind of like his um, coming out match. Where it's like, he's going to show everybody who never seen him at NXT what he can do. And... He did a really good job with it, and Randy Orton did a really good job in this match, too. 
you know. And uh, let's see. Um, uh, then we have uh, well, one of the disputed tag team matches: uh, Seth Rollins and Murphy, Buddy Murphy, mm-hmm. going against Dominic Mysterio and his dad Rey Mysterio. Not and, bad. And Mysterio's one at sixteen minutes flat. Not bad. Way too long. Like this could have done ten minutes, and I would have been fine. Ten, twelve minutes, it would have been great. But it just went way too long for me, I think. Mm. And the ending was kind of surprising because, uh, you know, especially when it was Buddy Murphy that kind of was responsible for uh, um, Seth Rollins losing, getting pinned. And then uh, Seth Rollins was very angry at Murphy. Yeah. And it kind of shows, okay, well, what's Mur- what's uh, going to happen to both Mur- Murphy and uh, Buddy Murphy and uh, Seth Rollins? Eh, I don't know. Not doing a really good job copying the Dark Order, but still. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, I have a silver. I know. <laughs> well, at this point, silver. Yeah, shout, shout out to Silver, man. Watch Be the Elite. Ah, he steals that show. Like, just just the Dark Order segment steal that steal the show. But still, out of all of them, it's Silver, Silver, yeah. and Brody. Mr. Brody. And finally, we have the uh, uh, no-holds-barred triple threat match for the Universal Championship between uh, the champ, the fiend, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns, who has Paul Heyman on his side now. And, well, in a sense, predictably... Roman Reigns came out, comes out as the new Universal Championship. Okay. So, this was an okay match. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that spectacular? And give it a B. B minus. C. Alright. So, the question remains as far as... Uh, you the, know. Okay. Uh, this is what I want to say. Um, early. Before I'm sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we already know that Roman won. And we are, let me see, hold on, we are in August, we'll say, let's just round it up, say September, okay. So we got, so we're like what, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So we're like eight months away to WrestleMania. You know, eight to nine months away from WrestleMania. Mm. This is what I'm going to, I'm, what I see in... We'll come back to this show and see if I am right or not. So, this is what I'm. This is what I'm calling. Reigns is going to have a long stint as the Universal Champion. I think he's going to carry it all the way to WrestleMania. During that time, here's what I'm predicting. During that time, they might say, okay, Reigns is going to be the leader of the, of uh, that one group that's havocing WWE. You know, those little, what was it called? Retribution? Yeah. They might, they, they might, they might, like, oh yeah, so they'll say that, okay, yeah, Reigns is the leader. They need a good baby face to, to take, to, you know, to take the big dog out and old yeller him, all right? Well, who would they have in mind to be? This, the... this is this is what I'm saying. During this time, 
I think they're going to build up Biggie. I think he's going to get that push. That push to the point where at WrestleMania, it's going to be Roman Reigns against Big E. And the pay dirt for this, Big E will be Universal Champion. But WWE has to play their cards right. They gotta, they, they got, if they're gonna let Roman be heel, they really gotta let him be heel. They can't go wishy-washy and just be like, oh no, it's not working. Retreat, retreat. No, they can't do that. And at the same time, they can't do what they did before, you know, shove them down our throats. No, 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 no. Let them shove them down our throats. If he's gonna be a heel, let them shove him down our throats to the point that when Big E wins, when Big E wins... If they build him up really good so he could win the Universal Championship at WrestleMania, then we would be like, you know what? That was a good payoff. And I have in front of me the uh, first challenge to that, if you will. Okay. Uh, Clash of Champions is coming up next month. Uh. Taking place September 27th. Orlando at the Amway Center, so that's going to be a challenge um, to what you're saying. Like, we'll see if they'll play along yeah, according so, to your prediction. Yeah, and if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I'll just say, you know what? I was wrong. We'll just wait until Clash of Champions and see how they'll go with that one. Okay. So, uh, moving right along from the world of make-believe, AEW! <laughs> Okay, so so we all know next week, All Out. Well, in six days. Yeah. Saturday. So, of uh, recording. So, we, so basically, we're just going to tell you next week's episode. We're just going to give you full in-depth uh, what we think about All Out. And they're going to have people in the audience. They had people in the audience this week too at a at a dynamite. So refreshing, you can tell. Oh same yeah. Same thing. Same thing in Japan. In Japan as well, when they had summer struggle, um, it was refreshing to see people in the audience, and also when you heard the crowd singing um, Jericho's theme song, it was refreshing. Too bad WWE can't do it because well. They didn't learn their lesson. They're getting people sick left and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Boo-hoo for them. Okay. So, we're going to break down what are the matches that they have, and then we're going to make our predictions. So, without further ado, let's get going. Um, before, well, cards, cards are subject to change. It could be a pre-show, but there is one... It's a tag team match, and it's to be determined versus to be determined. This be- week. Because this week's Dynamite. Uh, so it is Private Party and SoCal Uncensored versus Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks. So those pairs are teaming up respectively. Um, Private Party, so SCU, uh, versus uh, Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks. So in that uh, eight-man tag team... Whoever wins, you know, inside the team. So, for example, if uh, Private Party and uh, SEU wins, then that means those two 
the, those pair will actually be that designated tag team match for All Out. So, Private Party versus SCU. But it could be Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks if yeah. that team wins. Okay, so that's going to be interesting. We got well. We just got to wait until Dynamite so we can see who's going to be. That in match that will be very interesting. interesting. Yes, that will. Okay, so without further ado, besides that one, we have the other six. So and card subject to change. It's not in order, but this will. This one will probably be the uh, uh, main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, champion John Moxley will defend his uh, AEW World Championship versus MJF. With the rule stipulation that Moxley is banned from using his paradigm shift finishing move. And also interesting on Dynamite, in order for this match to happen, MJF's lawyer has to go against Moxley, whether he likes it or not, where the paradigm shift is legal. Right. And and Moxley just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, you didn't didn't read page 17. Yeah. So, um... Just making fun of WWE's signing contracts and stuff like that. You know. uh, yeah, where they like, oh, oh, we're not gonna do the traditional thing of getting mad at each other, so they're hitting the table and then slamming somebody through it. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a guy, M M M J F, man, pure oh, gold. Oh, especially when he mentioned, you know, I, uh, I, I do not idolize uh, um, peoples like Sandman. And, and this is why um, I wanted to interrupt you earlier when you said, you know, the crowd was refreshing because they were like, oh, ho, ho, the Sandman. And it got me real good when you said, uh, New Jack, oh. Right. Because you don't say that without, you know, getting some heat. Repercussions. Repercussions. <laughs> Out of all the wrestlers, yeah, New Jack. They, they, that's the one that you don't want to piss off. Uh, I'm still surprised I haven't heard anything if New Jack... Yeah. Well, what's his thought about that? He'll probably just like, oh, whatever, I'll let it slide. Or... He'll just show up and be like... Or in one infamous case with, I think they, they called themselves the New Gangsters at one point. Right. And um, New Jack didn't like that, so he brought Mustafa out and um, the rest is history. That's And we'll keep that, we'll put that nicely. Yeah. Alright, so who do you think will win? Oh... I hope Moxley. Because <laughs> like Moxley said, yeah, you took away one move from me. Fine. But you're forcing me to become creative. <laughs> and who better to be creative than New Jack, Sandman. Uh, he mentioned also John Zandig. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, be creative. <laughs> Let's see some um, good old ECW with mixed with some CZW. Especially uh, with John Zandig. Zandig. Oh, man. Uh, a lot of his legendary... Okay, uh, before we continue, if you ever have a chance to, go watch... Type in John Zandig on YouTube. Watch all of his deathmatch battles in Japan. You'll and see, here. And here in the United States, but mostly his Japanese deathmatch battles. Simply because of this. He jumped off a television truck to the ring while the ring was burning in an abandoned industrial park like you know with people with people yeah so yeah I hope John Moxley wins <laughs> with imagination I'll, I'll be on I'll, I'll be interested if, if he actually 
John Zandig. He brings out John Zandig. Or, or he brings New Jack. Or like, like I remember this happening to me. I'll do it with you, MJF. The fork in the eye. Ah. Um, I build the butcher. Yeah, but still. Okay. Um. Here's okay. So I, 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 I guess. Okay. I would love to see MJF winning it, but I think it's a little bit too early for him. If he does win it, that will create one problem. Oh. Here's the problem. If he wins it, does it mean that he already hit his own ceiling? And if he hits that ceiling too early in his career, is he going to be like Chris Jericho, reinvent himself? Oh. Or or is he going to maybe go babyface? Well, he was babyface before. No, dude, he was always dickish. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babyface until. Uh... Yeah, yeah. But still, like I said, see that that's the that's the problem. That's the problem right there. If they give him the title now, does that mean that he already hit that ceiling too soon? Maybe. I mean, especially since he mentioned Moxley's uh, uh, wife. Yeah, and and like and here's the thing too. If they do give it to MJF. If they if they pull the trigger and say you know what let's put it on the kid let's see how we'll let, let's see how he'll, what what'll do with it I don't want him to change I want him to be this dick asshole that he is right now Yeah but then that means they're gonna have to build up somebody to combat Mister Dick Asshole That's true See. It can't necessarily be Moxley because of the new way they're doing things. You know, you got to start from the bottom and go up. Right. See, he has to, yeah, start from square one again. See, we know for a fact Cody cannot, Cody can't can't compete for the world championship. You know, yep. continuity. Mm-hmm. Something that a something that WWE should learn. Um, but I, so that brings so that that's that, that that's that's the big problem. That's the big problem. I don't mind seeing NGF winning, but I think it's too soon for him. I don't mind seeing Moxley being a champion a little while longer, but that also brings the question of, okay, if we're going to leave it on Moxley for a little bit longer, we need a heel or someone crazier than him to come and win it. Who's it going to be? Well, you have candidates in um, uh, Lance Archer, um, Brian Cage. Yeah. Uh, Nicky Sparks. I think I said his name correctly. There he is. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Yeah. Ricky Starks. Darby Allen, yeah. Or Eddie Kingston. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him going against Eddie Kingston. Cheeseburger! <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, come on. Equal opportunity, even if he lo- loses. Yeah. So we'll just wait and see. So, yeah. So for now, I would say Moxley, but... I wouldn't mind seeing MJF winning, but they better have a contingency plan just in case. <laughs> New Jack's the contingency plan. <laughs> uh, you uh, really want to see someone die, don't you? No, man. I mean, come on. It's New Jack. Even even the audience reacted positively. Like, oh, no. You don't want to mention it. Yeah. Okay. So up next, we got the Mimosa Mayhem match. 
the match can only be won by pinfall submission or thrown into or throw your opponent into a tank of mimosa. And it's the demigod himself, the Ayatollah Rock and Roller, Chris Jericho, going against the orange one himself, Orange Cassidy. So basically, this is a rubber match. You know, they both got one each. Mm-hmm. So who do you think will win? Uh, I'd have to say Orange Cassidy. I would too, because if Jericho, if Jericho puts him over in this match, like he, like Cassidy himself would be like the most over guy right now. Like, okay, let's put it this way. He is the most over guy right now at AEW. You know, people love him. Everybody loves him. If he get so if he wins this rubber match, if Jericho is willing to put him over, which I think he will, then that would show a, a, a confidence of like you know what if Car- if Jericho can put this guy over, he must be this good. He could be the next champion. He could be the next big thing in wrestling. Like he's already there. But I think with this, I think it would just put him on a new level. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's com- very unconventional. Right. And that's what makes him, like, you know, very intriguing, very interesting. You know, not just the King of Slosfa, but the way, he, you know, you know, yeah, he gets pissed. You know, he's, he shows that he's human. He's pissed off. But it shows, you know, if he's willing to do it, he will definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's definitely going to be interesting. So, so what do you think? Jericho, well, well, well here's this. If Jericho wins and doesn't, you know, if Jericho wins this, he better doesn't. He, he has to do it cleanly. Does it by himself. And he has to do it in a very convincing way. He'll have to. So, so I don't know. Who would you think will win? I still say Cassidy. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'll say Jericho. Mm. But I say if he'll win, he'll do it cleanly. No help, no anything like that. See if he can do it. Mm. Okay. Up next. For the tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Okay, so we got so. Kenny Omega and Adam Page going against FTR with Tully Blanchard. Alright, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm, I'm calling it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You can tell me next week I'm wrong. Okay, I think FTR is going to win this. Well, it looks like they will, especially with the storyline with uh, last week's Dynamite with uh, Hang- uh, Hangman Adam Page... Uh, uh, stopping, making the Young Bucks lose to, uh, who was it were they losing to? Oh, no, they lost to, uh, no, they lost to, uh, Best Friends. No, yeah, they lost yeah, to and Best Friends. And he got kicked out of, And he got uh, kicked out of the elite. elite. Yeah. And since Kenny Omega is... Still part of the Elite. Part of the Elite, there's gonna be a lot of friction between the two as a result. Yeah. And it's gonna lead into, uh, well, you know, a tiff between, uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. They'll probably set up a, uh, a feud. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be a good feud for a while. Yeah. But, of course, it'll also mean, well, what's going to happen to the Elite? Yeah. That's, that's going to be interesting. So, yeah. Uh, definitely FTR's going to win this one. So. And here's one of the interesting matches. You got for a single match for the AEW Women's Championship. And you have AEW's Women's Champion, Hikaru Shida, going against NWA's Women's Champion, Tandarosa. This is an interesting match, and this could actually be a very important match in wrestling. Simply because you got two women from two different organizations 
that are both champions. Who's to say that Fender Rosa would be Sheeta and she becomes champion? That would open up the gates to a whole lot of great potential of AEW going to wrestle at NWA. And vice versa. Or vice versa. Or who's to say, okay, who's to say? She would beat Thunder Rosa, right? Who's to say the Reina the Reina of AAA will show up next week and be like, I want to challenge you and I'll put my belt on the line. Mm. Or like, like, or winner take all. Or who's to say, you know, when things settle, when the dust settles down here with the whole corona, the coronavirus thing and, you know, wrestlers from all over the world can, can actually travel and wrestle, who's to say, like, the winner of Shimmer or the winner of Stardom, the, the, champ, the women's champion, will come over and be like, all right, Warlord, I'm next. So I'm saying this is a very important match. Mm. I, okay, I'm rooting for Sheeta to win, but I secretly want Fender Rosa to win. Just so we can see all these dream matches, these opportunities, you know. Or who knows, you know, the Women of Honor champion could come out of nowhere. And just like, okay, I'm up, boss. So much potential. And it better be like, like they shouldn't treat this one like a squash match. Like no, they Six no. or eight or maybe barely ten, ten minutes. minutes. No, no. They, you gotta, no. This match has to be at least more than ten minutes. More. I'd say 16 and above. It, yeah, like at least the twenty minute mark. Yeah, fifteen it, it twenty is, minute mark. It is that important. Pardon, yeah, because if it, if if this if this match was good, if this match end, it ends up being really good, but only was a five minute match, I'd be so disappointed, very disappointed. Yep. Okay. So up next we have the twenty one man casino battle royale, and the winner of this battle royale will receive a future AEW World Championship match. And these are the participants who are in so far. Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, and I don't know who else will be there. Yeah, so this is so this is going to be interesting. So And I like the segment on Dynamite especially with uh you know, with Jake the Snake, you know, and then Team Taz comes on. And like, oh, my God, it's the Flintstones. Look, there's Fred, Brian Cage. Uh, there's uh, Barney, um, Ricky Sarkson. And look, it's Wilma. <laughs> oh, man. Shows he promo still. You can, he, Jake the Snake still got it. And then Taz was going up on his face. Hey, what? Yeah. And then Darby Allen comes out and like, oh. So this is going to be a good uh, casino battle royale. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. Alright, so up next we have an eight-man tag. We have Dark Order with Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Mr. Brody Lee going against Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with Allie in the corner. Um, I want the Dark Order to win, but I also want QT... I want, I, but I also want to see Matt Cardona put up a hell of a match. Well, I will, I'll play the Devils. I, I, I'd rather have the Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the National Nightwars win simply because it'll uh, it'll kind of discredit the Dark Order to a point where, like, oh yeah, or you know, where they'll be like, oh yeah, well, what do you see? What we're gonna do next? 
Oh, so they can start like a feud. Uh, well, they are already starting yeah, a Well, planting more seeds. Into yes. The yeah, okay. That's smart. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that, that would actually be good. I would love to see that. That would be smart. Yeah. So other than that, yeah, that's it right there for uh, a, for All Out. Um, just to let you guys know, next week's podcast, we're going to do a whole rundown of All Out. And we'll tell you what you think and see if I'm wrong on... The, I think the one match I'm kind of interested in to see if I'm wrong or not is the John Moxley and MJF, mm. because I want to see if they're willing to pull the trigger or not. So, all right, okay then. So that's it for Red Shoe Shoots. Thank you guys so much for for hanging around with us and listening to us talking about wrestling and such right now. We'll be like I said, we'll be back next week. Talk about all, nothing but all out in AEW. Until then, I am Captain Cats. And I am We Are Cats. Thank you guys so much. I'll go, I hope you guys have a great, wonderful time. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Keep your social distancing, social and physical distancing, and be kind to one another. I know this world's a crazy place, but we just gotta learn to stick, gotta learn to live to live, live with one another, whether we like it or not. So, yeah. So other than that, take care. Have a good one. Yo-ho!